Welcome back to the RMP guys. I'm Zachary, your host of this goddamn podcast. Goddamn. Why is it goddamn? Why why do I insist on putting God in front of there if it's not necessarily something that I believe in? Anyways, if you want to hit me up, you can always email me at Zachary at therebelminded.com or you can check out my newsletter where everything's together and free on Substack at therebelminded.substack.com. And we are here to question the mess, make some rebel actions, and start living life on our own terms. And we need to figure out what that means. Figure out that self that will look into us at the end and ask us, did we do it all? So, you know what I think, you know what I think we're really missing here is we're missing some really raw provocation. We're missing some aggressive nature to the podcast. I think I rely so much on my, my, my logic part of this, the, the questioning and the, the philosophizing, philosoph- philosophization that thing yeah i think i rely on that so much that and and this is something that i've i've been processing for years and years of my life is is like i'm avoidant of my own anger and this is this is honestly something that i'd want to ask everyone else that out there if you live in a certain environment if you live around a certain amount of people if as you were growing up your parents and your peers gave you a because they're a mirror right so they gave you a sense of of who you are and and you condition you subconsciously for the most part condition yourself to act in a way that gets you to be accepted and so there's very likely parts of you that have been suppressed by your own doing because you know they are the things that people have reacted to negatively or um or or indifferently in a way that made you feel uncomfortable and not worthy and not uh, not capable of holding on to their attention and their love and their support, right? But that doesn't necessarily make them wrong. That doesn't necessarily mean the things that you've suppressed have made that makes them wrong. And the reason I say this is because the human that that sees you that you're reacting to that's sending you back a mirror is sending you back information that number one you're going to be assumptive of if it's you know just uh energy if it's if it's micro expression stuff like that and number two is the fact that they are just as human as you are and so things that make them uncomfortable things that make them feel queasy or or feel like they're disconnected may be their own issues and have nothing to do with the health of your expression so for me for example i have been very suppressive of my own discontent my own anger my own indifference towards other people i'm you know i i assumed that the world was all of the world was right and i was wrong and so i was a grace uh, i was i was afraid of aggression i was afraid of being provocative and you know i i'm pretty sure at some point i created this podcast maybe even subconsciously to 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 pull that out to to test it to get a sense of 
what it is that I was missing. And honestly, I, I wanted to be provocative. I wanted to be seen as as something rebel-minded, as something that somebody can can hate against. Because it's it's so that part of my life is so empty that I don't understand it. And in a weird way, I'm starving for it. So I think we have to we have to assess our personalities as we grow and assess our character and figure out what it is that we're that we're really missing that maybe somebody else or the rest of the world or our environment has told us not to be because maybe that's what we're truly in need of so i think sometimes we pay attention to our strengths far more than we do our weaknesses we we hide our weaknesses as if we know that they're weaknesses and maybe that they're not so yeah i mean there's there's so much out in the world that is that is irritating to us or that we can't tend we don't tend to respond to even though we have an, an internal monologue about it we have an internal narrative about what's going on and we're so afraid to say anything because we don't think it's worth it or we think it's going to to change what people think of us even though on surface level we all want to say we don't give a fuck what people think but if we didn't if we truly didn't care what people would th- think then we would express ourselves without filter and there's a balance in there somewhere about uh where that filter lies on how it makes us relative and compassionate and understanding of the world but have that filter not so thick that we suppress our character and our expression and our creativity and our provocation or skepticism because those things are very very important and we have to stop putting negative and positive connotations on everything assuming we know what is best for the world and and best for those around us and best for those around us to make them love us if that makes sense so that's where my mind's been wrapped up this week uh let's get to this journal prompt because i'm i want to dig into this one enough to understand uh hopefully some relativity here so this is would be episode 132. How can we have a lack of interest in what we believe is our greatest curiosity or purpose? What I find myself debating with myself is that I must need recovery or need attention elsewhere to give my mind a break from its focus on my favorite things, or even that I'm not eating correctly enough to support healthy cognitive ability. But what I fear is that it's a tendency for laziness, an excuse. I even feel boredom or an inability to connect with material that five years ago I would have read as if my life depended on it. So what is it? What is true? Do I want to study and work with human behavior, psychology, and philosophy? Or did I only want it then to only understand myself more and not feel manipulated by others? Or is it just not so obvious that I find it bland because I have not tested and practiced with real people? Can theory and philosophy of humans and individuality exist without interaction and collaborative experience? Is that my key? The unfulfilled half? Or do I yearn for something else out there? Oh, do I, do I yearn for something else still? Do I soak in darkness because of subconscious restriction? All right, so to create a little bit of context, at that point, I was wondering why everything that I was interested in, everyone that I, everything that I thought was a lesson for me, every part of wisdom that I was, 
I was taking in on human relationships and human interaction, human collaboration, human behavior, why we uh, are self-obstructive, why we are self-suppressive, why we can't we tend to not be able to to connect with people authentically and we do it superficially and we do it in a conditioned way. I was reading philosophers and I was reading self-help and self-improvement and and uh, and power and purpose and and all these things based around what the human mind is doing. And I had gotten to a point and something I'm still kind of in the middle of is why I was having such a hard time connecting to these things that I, I thought that were my next best thing. They, they, were, they were pulling me into whatever my career was supposed to be or whatever my expression was supposed to be, whatever my passion was supposed to be. And what I was realizing was a couple different things. I was realizing that I was soaking all of this up so intensely because it was something that I was aching to understand about myself. It was something that I couldn't seem to pinpoint on whoever I was before. I was missing this wisdom about the self that I just had to learn. And I think that I too quickly tried to put it into business. I tried to put it into projects um, as if it was going to give me the connection to the other people, but to everyone else. But I think the step that I missed was putting that stuff into practice for me to better connect to myself. I think, and this is part of the whole rebel-minded idea, is that we have to learn to connect with ourselves first before we can really truly understand the connection that we have with other people and the, the connection that we ha- understand or that we have with our environment and we have with society and we have with uh, whatever it is that our mission is oriented against in the modern world. And so I think that I try to put it into action too quickly before I started, before I could, before I actually philosophized about it. Philosophy, dude, I'm having such a hard time with that today. But I think that's that's the context. That's that's where my head was at. And then I was realizing that for some reason I couldn't I couldn't progress. I couldn't seem I, I was falling away from 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 the love I would I had for psychology and philosophy and human behavior and human condition and and the the human existential crisis and and what it was that pulled us into our next life or our next chapter from whatever nonsensical bullshit that we tend to live every day and what i'm what i'm now realizing and is that the reason i struggle so much with this and maybe the reason you struggle so much with this is where whatever it is it doesn't have even have to do anything with philosophy and psychology and human behavior if, if you follow me for different reasons then fantastic but whatever it is that you're trying to get to there's a point where your mind and body and spirit can't really live or start having a, a difficulty living two different lives because you're trying to put you're trying to put so much energy and you have your body adapting to a new mindset and a new lifestyle and a new action that you only have so much energy put into it because your 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 past self or your your existing self that is the self that you're trying to get away from will not 
give enough to the new you to completely become that. Like there's there's a point where um, you're maxing out two different lives and you're 50-50 and you have to sacrifice so many things in the old life in order to give it your new life what it needs to to grow. And so it looks like that's what I'm coming down to. So my questions to myself were, is it a lack of interest? What does it mean for our progress? Is it a lack of discipline or is our trajectory off? And I do have to say that that when it came to putting this out into the world, when it came to my expression being collaborative with other people, it did change a lot. The 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 details of it changed a lot. I you know going from a t-shirt business to being an Ada County deputy to being a life coach uh, to starting a podcast to be to being a writer, like it it definitely adapted. But the message was clearing up as I transitioned from one thing to another but the hard thing about real progress it seems like is that you're in a constant state of adaptation where you're where it's hard to build a new foundation because everything's novel and everything's moving and and you're you're purposely trying to move it and so you're constantly having doubt about what you are and and what you're doing and so my next question to myself was is there is the lack of consistency a problem? The less I act, the more I feel like it doesn't mean anything to me, but is it shame shadowed into disinterest? The hard part I was I was having was that I was so mentally and physically exhausted every day from the day job, from trying to keep my feet under me financially, that at the end of the day, I, I had no energy to do the next thing. And so I started to wonder it, you know, if I wasn't the hardcore person that all the motivators talked about, and you know, if I wasn't constantly every night transitioning from my day job to my side hustle or whatever the fuck it is that, that it was supposed to be, then maybe it's true that I don't want that thing as bad as I as bad as I thought I did. And so it moves you to keep to keep moving on to the next thing, looking for an emotional response that will make you feel like you are, you're on the right track. But there's a fleetedness, if that's a word, or there's a flakiness about this particular type of action where you transition from one to the next so quickly, where you don't understand what it is that that each step is doing for you. You're not around it long enough to be irritated and and to feel the resistance long enough to understand what it takes to push through that thing. So if I wasn't able to write and podcast every night because I was exhausted and all I wanted to do was to numb out, that didn't necessarily mean that I wasn't on the right track. It it may have meant that I was still too I was still living too much of my past life does that mean I need to to lessen the the physical and mental load of the past life does that mean I need to lessen the numbing points of that life do I need to do I need to lessen the comfort zones of that life you know is there a way to modify my life so that there's less downtime so there's less procrastination there's there's less 
reason to want to pause in between the two lifestyles or where could I get more energy to put in to put into this next life or am I assuming or am I using my excuses saying that I don't have enough energy when all I needed to do was put action in to my side hustle the podcast and my writing in order to generate energy was I making excuses for a you know for sitting down and scrolling or sitting down and watching movies or sitting down and 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 researching which is basically you know high efficiency procrastination was i doing all that stuff saying that it was recovery when really it was just ignoring the work and these are the tough things that we come across as we listen to all of our role models. And this is this is why I'm starting to put down my phone a lot more. This is why I'm starting to pay attention a lot less to the outside world because the more I ignore everything that's going on, the more I realize I'm on track. The fewer things that I pay attention to, the more attention I tend to have for those things, even if one of those things is getting through my nine to five because then that means by the time I get home I only have one or two other things to pay attention to because I haven't had my mind rolling through all the gender issues the war issues the racial issues the economic issues my financial issues I think what is happening so much right now the 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 most obnoxious epidemic right now is our attention spans are way too exhausted across the realm of things that we do pay attention to so the next thing I started to ask myself is if I had if I had found myself knee-deep in the human condition filled with wonder and awe why has it dissipated and I guess that's kind of a kind of a a re-elaboration of of what I was saying before is I'm no longer knee deep in it. And so I thought it was exhaustion when really it's me dipping the toe rather than jumping on in. You know, I was in the point where I was soaking everything up that was in books and videos and new information, but not actually putting any of it to practice. And that, le- and that led me to this next question to take a little bit deeper. Is it the lack of being submerged in the real therapy of it, the testing? Am I just exhausted by theory? And I think that is exactly where I'm on track because the more I go out and talk to people, the more I test my abilities of making eye, to- eye contact with being patient, with learning how to listen, with digging in and asking people uncomfortable questions that they're not ready for. How much is that the the actionable therapy, the actionable proof of what it is that I'm trying to learn, of what I am, of what it is that I'm trying to express, of what it is that I'm trying to understand about the world and make connections with other people through my podcast and writing. So here's the the one that I'm struggling with, especially right now. Does leading two lives keep me from finding desire? Is there a point where the jump becomes impossible to avoid? I'm starting to find out that, and this is something I've been prepping for ever since I moved to Austin, is, is there a point where I'm ready or not that I'm going to have to jump? And I've been trying to find a couple different solutions to what that thing is, is 
I've set a goal, a financial goal and a mental goal and also a a uh, consistent uh, con- con- consistent work goal of like my writing my podcast uh, a, a minimum standard of where I'm going to have to be to drop my job whether I'm ready for it or not because what is happening is that the emotion is starting to fall away and the analyzed logic of it is starting to make sense and this is what I'll tell everybody out there is that every day is starting to matter the more days that I don't do what I want to do, the more days that I've lost of having to get be, to get to be able to do that thing. And at first, it doesn't seem like that big a deal. It's very easy to, to move from day to day saying that we have plenty of days left. But as you try to build into something new, you realize how much you stick in the middle. And I've warned people about this spot, this exact spot before, and I've wrote about this spot is being in the middle is almost worse than being uh, completely oblivious, completely numb to what it is that you want in life and actually acting on it because there's this inability to move on knowing that you're capable of moving on. And it's a very exhaustive and it's a very uh, anxiety-ridden spot to be because you're in a constant fret knowing that there's freedom and trying to understand why you won't take hold of it okay and so is this the point where it becomes obvious that sacrifice of a of a, of a habitual comfortable life is necessary to live the uncomfortable stress-filled but adventurous one so what i keep hearing from the people that i look up to is that as you start living the life that you feel is authentic, that you feel has purpose, that you feel has some sort of strong tie to your character and whatever it is that you think that you were built for, it's actually along with the adventure and along with the novelty and along with the freedom and liberty and, and the, the potential gain that you get from this life, there's also... A constant stress there's also a constant discomfort and there's also a constant exhaustion on continuing to have to push yourself um, into these new areas which feels unstable most of the time that's what I'm figuring out from everybody that I'm listening to is like the more you push yourself the more it is just into the unknown and it's this weird paradox where you you fall more into understanding exactly what you're trying to do and you get better at it, better at what it is that you're trying to do. But at the same time, there's a constant instability because you don't know what the next thing is that you have to face. And I think the hard part about it and the hard part to come to terms with is that that's the life that you're going to have to live in this weird, odd balance between joy and progress and novelty and discomfort and discipline and um, instability, right? Which which is also odd because you see, at, you know, as you succeed, as you see, as you see your role model succeed, you you see from the outside that they have financial stability, they have financial gain, they have financial opportunity, they have uh, a stronger character, they have 
um, good people around them. They have all these opportunities, have all these things that you see that you assume is their whole life. And I guarantee you, if you talk to talk to them face to face, they will tell you about the good, but they will also tell you about the the difficult parts, um, the the hard things they have to tackle, the the things that they have to pay, face in society, and you know, having an image so large that it feels as if they could constantly be torn down. So the question is, do we really want that, or actually? Are, we are we holding ourselves down to where because we're afraid of that we don't know what comes with that we we have a constant subconscious fear of what things could be but what is the exact value that we're trying to target today what where are we trying to put the arrow i truly think that what i was trying to get at and maybe what the end solution is for for today's thought, you know, today's list of questions is that there seems to be a hard stop between what it is that we are and what it is that we want to become. No matter what stage you're in of realization of who you who you want to be, there seems to be this very hard stop where we ask ourselves if it's the right thing. And as we step into the unknown, there seems to be this discomfort that tells us to question it is to question what we're doing. So how do I and how do you continue to do the work. And out of all the years, I would have to say that this may be something that you mostly don't hear, or or I, at least I haven't heard it, is that it's, it's not just that progress is not linear. It's that we have a difficult time seeing progress in the two ways that it actually forms. We see it as the positive and the action, and we see where we miss that and where we, um, where we, uh, where we hit the mark. But there's this more obvious side that if you theoretically for six months worked on what it is that you want to become. And out of those six months, there was only three days where you took any action. The part that you didn't see were the times that you decided to not do the things that you would regularly do, that you dissolved something, that you deleted something, that you avoided something that you knew was numbing or knew was uh, unhealthy, and so I think in the background, especially for me, is I'm starting to see where I'm stopping doing things, even when I may still be struggling with the starting of things. So like I was saying earlier, the stopping of, my, of the scrolling, the stopping of all the things that numb me out, the stopping of bad food, the stopping of movies, the stopping of 
situations, which was like my move to Texas, situations that are instantly distracting that I make an excuse for. So are we spending time with the right people that are actually helping us grow or is it just passing time? Are we doing things uh, with our bodies and our minds that are towards the growth or are we just passing time? Because I think it is very, very, very easy to attach to things that pass time because we look to it as reset and recovery and it stunts our growth. And I think that we have far more energy than we think we do and we're making excuses for it. We're not sacrifice, sacrificing enough, we're not dissolving enough, all because we're, we have a past life which is, by the way, um, very understandable. We have a past life, a sheep life, a, a, a dictatored life, whether it be by us or an external entity, that is exhausting us to the max because it's an avoidance of who we actually are. So we live our lives day to day doing things that we don't want to do, saying things that we don't want to say, living under somebody else's thumb, not realizing how exhausting exactly that is just trying to keep our head above water, just trying to keep our bills paid, and how nearly impossible it makes that for us to turn into something new. Because I know all of us can look at a clean slate and say, if I had a clean slate, this is exactly what I'd do. This is how I would spend my time. And maybe that's what we're looking for. So I love you all. Um, I hope you guys are doing amazing things. I hope that you're dissolving things as much as you're taking action, even if it's one or the other. Um, until next time, truth and love. This is your host, Zach. Out. Hey, guys. I hope that all things we've brought here, including the people, have helped you change the way that you see the world. And if it has then it would help us so much if you leave a rating and a comment on iTunes or give any feedback wherever you listen to the RMP. Thank you for listening in, and don't forget to follow and subscribe. Question everything, my friends.